just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. I'm totally with him on the point. The other thing that struck me was, he's an excellent broadcaster slash podcaster slash speaker. He's not only more intelligent than I think a lot of people might consider is that he's got excellent mechanics in terms of doing this, what we're doing right, right now. This is the Zabe cast from the mean streets of McLean, Virginia to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports life and more. Well, good. Buckle up and let's go. Oh, oh, oh. Tuesday, December 19, 2023. Thank you for downloading. We got a lot to talk about today, including P-Values, Miles Bridges Ain't Going to Canada, Bud Light is Back, and No Days Off. But first, let me start with P-Value. 
So I got into an argument yet again this morning about this Packers trade of cornerback Razul Douglas to the Buffalo Bills that happened at the deadline, and it was Douglas for a Douglas and a fifth for the Bills' third round pick. So in other words, they flippy flopped, they turned a fifth into a third. Okay. And GM Brian Gutekunst said, well, I had no intention of trading Razul, who, by the way, has 11 picks in the last two years. He's a great ball hawking corner. He's a starting CB1, which my stance was, this is dumb as shit. Why are we getting rid of him? Oh, the season's over. At least we got something. I'm like, you didn't get shit. You got nothing. You got a scooch up. You still have the same number of picks. Yeah, but moving up that many rounds is really important. And I just bashed my head against the wall with my colleagues and with some listeners saying, it doesn't matter. After the top 15 picks in the draft, the guesswork, the crapshoot, the randomness of who is or is not any good at all the different positions melts into an ocean of gray area. And so I said, and I started listing examples about, well, look at this fifth rounder who's better than the third rounder. And look at this second rounder who sucks. And look at, if they knew exactly the difference between a third rounder and a fifth rounder, then guess what? Brock Purdy would not be Mr. Irrelevant, would he? They don't know. But man, I'm telling you, it is so hard for people to accept that the experts don't know, that the experts are just as much guessing as everyone else. The mythology and people have been brainwashed as football fans into thinking this matters. Moving up two rounds matters in the middle of the draft. It doesn't. It's so funny to hear people like really bow at that altar of the draft industrial complex or the dick as I call it. (laughs) And so I just went round and round on this. And I try to explain it any number of ways. I go, okay, how many players did the Packers draft this past year? Answer, 14. How about the year before that? They drafted 11. That's a pile of 25 players. They've got two seventh-rounders who are contributing and playing big minutes for them this year and don't suck. Cornerback Carrington Valentine and offensive lineman Rasheed Walker. So I said, look. You got a pile of 25 players the last two years. You're trying to figure out who can and can't play. And it's going to be a multi-year process to go, yeah, maybe, or no, not so much. And then they got to stay healthy. Then they got to fit your scheme. And I said, they've got another pile of players coming this April in this year's draft. And they have five picks in the top three rounds. And they didn't gain any more players. They've got piles and piles and piles of players of unknown usefulness until they get him into camp, put him in position, coach him up, and send him out on the field. They didn't get shit for Rasul Douglas. They just gave him away. That's not true. Moving up matters. Well, to the rescue comes P-value. I didn't know what P-value was because I'm not good at math. But TJ in Texas sent this in. He said, Zabe is correct. Because there has not been an established P-value, For NFL draft picks, it's impossible to know really how much you're gaining from moving from the fifth to the third round. In theory, you are, in theory alone, picking sooner better than picking later. 
But it's all such a crapshoot, and that p-value, which is defined as the hypothetical marginal difference based on statistical this, that, blah, blah, blah. P-value. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Meanwhile, in the NBA, it looks like um, Miles Bridges for the Charlotte Hornets is not going to go to Canada. Now, this is pretty amazing if you think about it because you have the case of the, the punt god, Matt Ariza, who was falsely, defamatorily accused of rape by a young woman in California who was advised by prosecutors, look, you, you don't have any proof of this. And the guy you're claiming assaulted you, we can prove he was not at the party at the time you said it happened. She went ahead anyway, filed a civil lawsuit against him, and the civil lawsuit alone was enough to get the Buffalo Bills to get panicked and to drop Matariza. He spent 16 months trying to clear his name, still has not been offered a you know spot back with the Bills or anything else. It's complete bullshit. It is total injustice. This young woman should face severe consequences like any woman who falsely accuses a man of sexual assault or a crime that was completely fabricated. Okay, so that brings us to the NBA. The NBA, which is such a socially conscious league. Well, Miles Bridges is being denied entry into Canada because Canada has some pretty strict laws against, ready, not allowing criminals to just walk into their country. And they apparently keep track of who is or who is not a criminal in the United States and in other countries. Boy, oh boy. I really wish our country would do something like that. He pled no contest to a felony charge of injuring a child's parent, which is one hell of a way to Phrase it, that's what the Adrian Wojnarowski quote or tweet says. Felony charge of injuring a child's parent. His child's parent. His child's mother. He pled no contest to a felony of beating up his baby mama. And he is still on an NBA team. And getting paid. And they were going to try to get him into Canada. And Canada's like, yeah, no. This tweet is great from just a regular person on the internet. Canada, you know, there's a criminal on your team. Hornets, yeah, we're fine with it. Canada, oh, well, we are not. Hornets, no response. Canada, no response. Stalemate. This is why when the NBA wants to get on its soapbox about this, that, or the other, and especially asshats like Greg Popovich, that's the biggest turnoff to me about the NBA. Enough already. As someone once said, shut up and dribble. Not because you don't have the right to speak out, but when you do, you're full of shit, and most people know it. So yeah, there you go. (laughs) Canada is doing more for this cause than even Adam Silver in the socially conscious NBA. Bud Light apparently is back. It looks like they're back in a big way. Peyton Manning has a commercial out now for a huge Bud Light promotion at the Super Bowl with Jason Aldean, Kenny Chesney, some music star, uh, Luke Bryan, I think it is. And there's a ton of athletes in the commercial, including Hall of Famer, Emmett Smith, and a bunch of others. 
Yes, Bud Light. So I guess it's safe to come back to Bud Light now. They're out of gay jail, (laughs) gay marketing jail. People that said, ah, their brand is ruined for good. It's still, I'm sure, pretty far down. But this looks like the big push that (laughs) Bud Light said, okay, we're going to have to spend a lot of money on this to try to get back to being America's beer. But by golly, they're doing it, and they're getting America's favorite ex-athlete pitch man, Peyton Manning, to spearhead it. So good luck, Bud Light. Big promotion for the Super Bowl. Then there's this. Remember when Bill Belichick said, no days off. These guys took no days off. Well, I talked to my podmaster, Chris Broussard, marketing genius himself, and I said, what's our schedule for next week? We're on every day this week. We, me. (laughs) And I said, next week is Christmas. What are we doing? He said, eh, you know what? Monday, Tuesday, I don't think anyone's going to really download and listen. I said, fine. I'll be happy to take those days off. I said, what about the week after that? And that's when we started sort of noodling it out. He said to me, we only missed like five episodes the whole year. So if you wanted to, we could punt through the second and just record one premium. I said, is that true? We've only missed five days all year? He went back and counted. He said 11 Monday through Thursday episodes. There was a whole week stretch for Sunburn Bowl, a couple of random days here and there. Um, I had to have taken off when I was in Scotland. I'm pretty sure about that. Feels like I took more off than 11. But I would say pretty, pretty good by yours truly, at least on this podcast. See, people say, you take so much vacation. Not for this podcast, I don't. So I think the schedule for next week is Christmas Day, Monday, and Tuesday, Take those days off. Although, I don't know. I may just do one on. Nah, you know what? Because I would have to. It'd be Christmas night. I'm not going to do one then. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, I will do free shows. And Friday, I will do a premium subscriber show. So that'll be three the week of Christmas. And then I'm going up to Minneapolis with Charge. And I will do one on the Monday morning New Year's Day before I head to the airport. How about that? Recapping our night together at Manny's and at the Viking Packer game and all that. So that would put us back in play on January 2nd. That's three more days off, and that's it. Not exactly no days off, but pretty darn good. Let's take a quick break when we come back. The Chantilly Flash, my man, Bryant Hatcher, Talks NFL and more. You are listening to the Zabecast. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the Betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Mommy, I forgot which Little Wayne song. Uh, you can play. What's his latest one? Oh, you want um, the latest? Yeah, he's got. A, he's I got thought a you one. had. I thought you had like your go-to from back in the day at Westfield High. Westfield, where are you getting Westfield High? Uh, that school sorry, was Centerville. not even around. Centerville. No, that's Centerville. no. That no? school wasn't around either. Where'd you go to high school? Chantilly. Okay, Chantilly. Same, that's right. Same difference. Sorry about that. 
Same difference. No, it's not. Those schools weren't and, around. And, and I don't think Lil Wayne was, was in existence back then either. Exactly. No, he was not. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> it was so Run get, DMC get, and the Fat Boys. All right. Lil Wayne Lollipop, brand new, no ceilings, a milli. I mean, I'm just I'm reading off lollipop. of what lollipop, lollipop is it. Yep. Okay. Is it That's clean? It. Or am I going to get called into the office for this one? You might get called into the office. Not at the beginning. Just play a little bit. It's the beginning. (laughs) This is the beginning right here. All right, the Chantilly Flash. The Bearcat joins us now. Brian Hatcher joining us on the pod. How are we doing today, brother? I'm doing great. Good. I'm sorry I'm interrupting this Monday night game, but we won't be too long on this. It's not a bad game. game Well, hey, listen, it's still football. It's right. It's still we don't have much left of it. Exactly right. All right. Let's get to this fool Richard Mendenhall today trying to start some race bullshit. You heard what he said? You mean the old running back? Yeah. Did you hear what he said? No, I did not. What did he say? He said, I'm so sick of all these white guys talking football. Uh, we need uh, let me get the exact quote here. It, it was really out of bounds. It was bullshit, actually. Um, but it's it it has caused, uh, believe it or not, it has caused co- it has caused Jason Seahorn to trend right now on social media. Do you know why? Okay. Why? Do you remember Jason Seahorn, former giant? Yes, yes. he was yes. the USC. last unicorn, he was right. the last white. Corner, corner in the league. Yeah, he played corner for like three or four years, and then they moved him to safety. Yeah. Uh, here's the actual here, – here's what started all with Mendenhall. I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. Man, what what is wrong with him? <laughs> Fucking CTE. <laughs> he must be something. I, Maybe uh, he's just trying to get clicks or something. Who knows? It is. It look, say it's, something outlandish. I know. Get, I know. It's and bull- you get clicks. It's yeah. bullshit. What I hate, Hatch, is that you know football is a great unifier. Is that it brings every, yes. you know brings everyone together. You need everyone. You need black right. guys. You need white guys. You need city guys. You need country guys. Uh, you need fat guys, you need small guys, fast, slow guys, fast guys, little kickers. They all got to do their job, right? Here's here's what I'm going to tell you about football is that you might not get along with everybody on the team. So there's, you know, 80 I, guys on a college football, 85 guys I on a college football. Garen, like you said, from would, all different backgrounds. Right. You don't like half the people on the team, no matter where they're from. But when you step on the field, right. everybody's got everybody's back. That's right. And you know what? I guarantee you're not going to like everybody on the team. There's no way. Right. There's, nope. there's too much testosterone, too many alpha personalities, and there's only one football. And there's limited right. amount of opportunities to play. So, yeah. But, no, so it's bullshit. But, I, you know, the number on the NFL is 56%. The NFL's only 56% black, which was lower than I actually thought, to be honest. Yeah, now, I don't know about that number. You think that's... I think it's a little... That's low. You think it's higher than that? Yeah. Okay, what is racial makeup of NFL? I, I don't now, know, man. 
Uh, Nowadays, 56%, my brother from another mother. Okay. Now that's still a, that's still a 56, that's still a 56, 44 split. That's 12% margin right there. But without playing the game of, okay, you know, what, what would happen in a white versus black game without getting too deep into that? The one thing that has always sort of mystified me is, so there are exceptional white athletes who can play every position, including wide receiver. Cooper Cup was league MVP. You got Christian McCaffrey, the best tailback white guy. But corner, Hatch, corner is the one either unbreakable or unreachable island for the white man. <laughs> why, why is that? Because of the footwork, <laughs> the quick feet. Okay. I mean, you got, but you got Christian McCaffrey who has quick feet. If Christian McCaffrey played corner, he probably would have been a pretty good corner because he has quick feet. You got to have quick feet and you got to be able to turn your hips. Yeah, feet and hips. There's not, he's got, he's got quick feet and good hips. So probably if he would have played defense, he probably would have been a pretty good corner. Yeah. I also, that's the difference. That's, that's the difference that you get. Yeah. People are joking, like uh, saying, well, shit. We're gonna get cooked by uh, by Tyreek Hill. Not gonna lie, if this game was ever played, <laughs> to which they're not wrong, but he's he cooks everybody. <laughs> well, the speed difference would be crazy. It would. It be. doesn't matter. It'd be in all the positions. It would be the ones all that the speed, matter. all the speed positions. All the speed. Exactly. Yeah, all the speed positions. Yeah. But, but I uh, mean, that's just that's just dumb. Anyway. Yeah, I don't just, even want to talk about something stupid like I, that. I I agree with you. Now, that. so what, so what I uh, do want to talk about now. Here's what I do want to bring to your attention. Did you hear the whole controversy between the Get Up Crew and Cam Newton? Oh, I did. As a matter of now, fact, that's and I, what I want to talk about. Okay. Because, yeah. Go ahead. Because Cam Newton made an excellent point. Is that why are you gonna? attack him for his comments instead of attack what he said. And what were his comments? That he called certain quarterbacks game managers. So on his podcast, he right. said Brock Purdy, Doc Prescott, and he named some others that were sure. game managers. Right. And then get up the next morning, Kimberly, whatever her name is on there. Yeah. The first thing she's going to say is, well, first of all, I'm not even going to go there with his outfit. And second of all, 2023 is supposed to be the year of the backup. Why aren't you on anybody's roster? Oh, boy. So, again, why are you attacking him instead of the comment that he made? Eventually, she got to the comments he made, but she tried to minimize his comments like he didn't know what he was talking about because she tried to compare it to – she goes, this is just like those trolls that sit in the basement and tell me why don't I go back and get in the kitchen instead of sit up here and talk about sports. Well, first of all, it's not the same thing because you have a league MVP and right. an 11 year veteran Heisman trophy winning quarterback that has more expertise to talk about the quarterback position than anybody on that show. Right. And I so, think he made a good point in saying, look, it's, it's hard to manage a game. And therefore, right. it's not the kind of diss that you think it is. And he then went exactly on. What he said. Yeah. He then went on to explain in very, uh, very detail, just how there's only like three guys that are truly unicorns that are freaks. 
that are difference right. makers that are going to perform magic out there. And I totally got it. Here, let me just play a 30-second clip. Here. Managers. Yeah. Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga-Valoa, Jared Goff, and really, Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, motherfucker. I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. Okay, there you go. I, I'm totally with right. him on the point. The other thing that struck me was he's an excellent broadcaster slash podcaster slash speaker. He's not only more intelligent than I think a lot of people might consider is that he's got excellent mechanics in terms of doing this, what we're doing right, right now. Like he's, exactly. he's pretty good. Now, you know, for those saying, well, why is Trevor Simeon in the league and, and why is Cam Newton not? Well, Trevor Simeon sucks, but he was never supposed right. to be in the league. He started the year, I think, on the couch, and they had to call him in. Uh, and right. Cam Newton's shoulder is shot. Like if you watch, yeah, he his... can't throw the ball anymore. Right. That right. last two years of his career, oh. he's done. <laughs> right, it was it was just he painful. Was done. Right, grounders throwing grounders. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's one thing that uh, that is interesting. Um, okay, let's uh, move on to some other stuff. Um, the Packers decided they're not going to fire their defensive coordinator today. Matt LaFleur is saying, you know what, Joe Barry, I'm going to work with him to make sure we communicate things. We just had a lot of guys that were new in the in the secondary and they were not getting clued in on what he called day one install stuff. The Buccaneers were running buck wild through the secondary and Baker Mayfield had a career day. 22 and, of 28. Yeah, 300. Perfect <laughs> passer rating. And they still won't fire Joe Barry. LaFleur is sticking with this guy. The league hatch with these coaches and their buddies, it's out of control. It really is. They hire their buddies, they protect their buddies, and they just, they'll die with their buddies because LaFleur is putting his neck out there now. Yeah, but see, but I agree with LaFleur too. We're so quick now to make quick judgments based on a small sample. Yeah, but here's the thing. So it's like, There's been it's, shit going on. Like <laughs> They've allowed four 200-yard rushing days this year, the Packers' defense. How long has he been defensive coordinator? Too long, three years. Three years. Okay, how was their defense last year? Not good. Not yeah. game-changing, okay. not good. And he was on the Lions staff when they went 0-16. And okay. he was with the Redskins for two years, and he sucked there. He's got a bad track record. Could be a nice guy, but he sucks. See, here's the thing about coordinators. I mean, uh, Ken Dorsey got whacked in Buffalo, and that was Josh Allen's hand-picked guy. Right. And they're doing great now with their new guy. So sometimes I think you got to make the move. Yeah, but do you – see, my thing about it is I like to at least give the guy the season. I'm not a big fan of of cutting – getting rid of people in the NFL, getting rid of, even in college too, getting rid of coaches in the middle of the year. Yeah. Because it's not just generally speaking, doesn't work or it reeks of panic. Right. And it just, it's not fair to the players. Now you got somebody else you're going to take direction from, you know, unless the team is just totally not playing anymore. 
which I don't think that's the case with Green Bay. Yeah, they're well, still playing hard. Well, yeah, offensively they're hanging in there, but yeah. It, defensively, it's just frustrating. A lot of fans are like, you know what? <laughs> when are you going to get rid of this guy? And the answer is apparently not today. Not. I bet you by the end of the year. I bet you when the year ends, he won't be back. Well, yeah, that's what a lot of people are hoping. But he's kind of, some would say he's flushed the season with two shitty weeks. Two shitty weeks, the last two weeks made, couldn't sack, they couldn't sack Tommy DeVito once. And he, <laughs> or as Shannon Sharp calls him, Danny DeVito. <laughs> I know. Did you hear what he called Shannon? Did you hear what he called Sam Howe? No. He said, called him, he said, Sam Howe playing like Thurston Howe. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's that time of year in the NFL where coaches like coaches' season is fully on. They're they're, they're running around more scared than deer in rifle season because uh, everyone wants exactly. to fire the coach. And we're down to some they, pretty scrubby quarterbacks at this point. And they definitely got rid of the Chargers coach. Yeah, well, they quit on him. Well, they quit on him. He needed. He had to go. <laughs> it was bad. How about the DB yeah. for the Raiders who had sniffed out the play so perfectly? He almost overran it, but made this super athletic reach back to grab the ball and walk in for a touchdown. Did you see touchdown. that? Oh, yeah, number 18. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's One embarrassing right back there. On a receiver screen, where yeah. is the receiver who was supposed to pick up the block? I think it was just they showed it on tape so often and they knew because you know Herbert's out for the year. They're like, oh, this backup chump, he's going to throw the safe passes. Watch this. Yoink. Right. Yeah. Um, I want to ask your thoughts about the uh, hip drop tackle, which apparently the league is going to ban now. The what? The hip drop tackle, they're calling it. The tackle. Okay. I'm glad you say that. It's when a defender grabs the player and then kind of retracts his legs to land on the legs of the ball carrier. Okay. Or in other words, how me and my buddies growing up in the McLean Hunt Park used to be the only way we could tackle the bigger kids on the other team. <laughs> grab their legs. Well, no. No, you like grab them up top and then you had to throw what is left of your body weight onto their legs to tangle them up to get them down. Oh, okay. So you get your legs tangled down yes. on their bottom legs so they would just trip. Yes, you trap the runner's legs under your body, right. under your legs oh, or under your thigh. They should. You'll break somebody's leg. Well, th- that's what happened to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill got hurt on what looked like that type of a play. Mark Andrews is out for the season with that type of a play. Uh, the quarterback sometime- at Florida State uh, broke his leg uh, on that type of a play. But you can't help it. When you're a little guy and you grab a big guy up high, that big guy slings your butt. Right. And you're holding on for dear life. And your body just happens to just swing around him. And you're still holding on. Right. What are you supposed to do? Ride him like a pony? Let him go? (laughs) Exactly. When he slings you? No, I got to get him to the ground. Yeah. I I agree. Well, and there was, you know, there's just all kinds of dangerous plays. Guys are going to get hurt. I'm not sure how much you can actually uh, regulate it. Uh, you watching right. this Eagles game? Well, to, did, yeah. Well, did you see the hit from the Pittsburgh Steelers DB oh, on Pittman? Yes. Okay. They, so they just suspended him for the rest of the season. Okay. Demonte KZ is his name, yeah. and yes. he lit up Michael Pittman Jr. with pretty much a diving headfirst missile hit. 
that when you watch in slow motion, I'm just glad Pittman's alive because right. literally his neck was snapped so far backwards, it makes you sick to watch. Exactly. So you're in favor of the league taking these dramatic actions to try to get this type of hit out of football, right? Right. Here's what I think they should do. They should treat it like college where you have someone upstairs who says, oh, that's targeting. Targeting. Immediately out of the game. Yeah, well, they did. They kicked him out of the game. He got kicked out of the game, and he's now been suspended for the rest of the year. I'm looking at a still. But they they don't do that enough. No, I know. I know. Yeah, they should do it like college. Yeah. Although it's so tough now to referee because there was a play, I think in the Sunday night game, where uh, the quarterback was sliding, the defender went to dive at him, and he went clean over the quarterback. In fact, it was the Bills game, I think. I think it was. Yeah, and that's when Zach Martin came and knocked him over. Right. It was the Dallas game. Right. Like somebody tried to blow up Dak, but missed him because Dak slid so low to the ground. He went right over the top. (laughs) Went right over the top. And Dak gets up and he's just starting to ask for the penalty. And of course, he got the penalty. Uh, By the way, bad, bad trip for your Cowboys. Did it shake your faith at all? No, I already called the loss before the game started. (laughs) Why? Because they're not as good on the road as they are at home? That. And the fact that I saw the first series and watched them go right down the field. And Josh Allen is a cowboy killer. Every time he plays the Cowboys, they crush him. Yeah. Not good. So, so one. And it was cold and rainy. Oh. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas can't play in the cold. Dallas, D- Dallas will, they will not win an away game in the playoffs. Really? In your, nah. in your lifetime again? No, they've not this year. Not this year. Okay. Not this year. They're just not is there built a, for is, outside play. Is, I don't think they're tough enough to play in bad weather. I was going to say, what does it take for a team that plays somewhere indoors or in the south to be tough on the road outdoors when it's cold? You can't because you're playing in perfect conditions. But it's sometimes like what I say about UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten. Good luck, you two. <laughs> Boy, they are come gonna, on over in October. Oh, they're gonna fucking hate East Lansing in late November. Of course, <laughs> it's gonna. Those suck. are all California kids, right? Well, right For, now, when you're a pro, though, it's different because you may be a pro that came from the Big Ten. You're now on Tampa. And you've played in that shit, so you're a little bit more acclimated. Right. Like, for, exactly. Like it used to be, the Packers would think, "Well, we just got we got a home game at Lambeau, and uh, we're you know warm weather teams come for the playoffs. You guys have no chance." Well, in back to back years, Tampa, and then San Francisco came into Lambeau and walked out with wins, and that really demolished the last of whatever cold weather mystique there was. In Lambeau Field, yeah, and the and the and the uh, the the San Fran game was fucking freezing. I was there as four degrees. I nearly died. Right. I'm being dramatic, but it was cold. I, I definitely had the chills. I needed a hot cocoa afterwards. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see the Kadarius Tony drop from the weekend? No. Oh my he god! Another one. Yeah, it turned into a pop up int, and Mahomes was absolutely livid on the sideline. That dude has lost his confidence. 
See, as I say, that's what happens when you draft someone just on athletic talent and you think you can teach them to catch. Yeah. I don't know why they haven't cut him yet. I guess they think I, he's going to figure I was, it out. I, I guess. <laughs> he doesn't have any confidence right now. Yeah. It's like Steve Sachs throwing to first base. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Uh, tonight, did you see the stat they had on the tush push with the Eagles? Uh, they have converted this? 59 of 64 <laughs> since they started doing it in 02. And uh, and Hertz is now, he's gone 18 straight on third or fourth and one. 18 straight. They've got it down. Pat. Oh, they got what, it down. Now, what I am starting to notice is the scrum mm-hmm. that the referees used to blow the whistle quick on. They're letting that go for a while. They are. Yeah. Now, I don't like that because you have linemen coming in and pi- pushing the pile and running into the back of people. And what's funny I'm is. I'm not a big fan of that. The Vikings had a chance on Saturday last week to run that play to get a first down. They needed it badly in overtime. <laughs> they got stuffed. And they oh, had, I did see that. They had one of their smallest wide receivers as well as one of the pushers. Pushers, a, yeah. Like 150 pounds. Should be your tight end. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? Putting that guy back there. But apparently the league has said, or Goodell said after the uh, winter meetings, that they're not – they're not definitely going to ban that. They're like, well, I don't really have an opinion. We're going to have to look at that some more. So while the hip drop may be going, it looks like the tush push may survive this offseason. Who knows? Right. Unless they say you can't push people anymore like they used to have it. Right. Where you couldn't push people from behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of rules they should eliminate, there was also a play in the game where a punt coverage guy went to down the ball and he kind of booped it like a balloon. He batted it. I, I saw that. Yeah, and they called a penalty for illegal batting. And I said, okay, that's the dumbest illegal thing ever. Batting. Yes. If the ball would have went in the end zone, they would have called it a touchback. I know. <laughs> right. So what? I had I had two thoughts on this. One, yeah, I suppose you could say he was batting it or he was just being kind of lazy in downing it, you know, to touch it. But the other right. thing is, of all the – the rule book's got too many rules – and they need to clean it up, you should take out illegal batting because there's no advantage to batting the football. It's a risky play. You think you're going to like bat it and it's going to go right where you want it to? Good luck. It's fucking oblong. Right. You don't know where it's going to go. on that, on a punt, wherever he touches the ball, whether he bats it or not, that's where it's going to be down unless it goes in the end zone. Right. He doesn't get to bat it 15 yards more down the field. And they say, oh, by the way, now it's 15 yards farther because they stopped it here. Exactly. No, they moved the ball back to where he batted it. Exactly. So dumb. I mean, that sounds like that sounds like a rule for the refs. Like, I don't want to go chasing this ball. <laughs> so don't bat it. Right. Don't make me go get this, all right? Right. That's the dumbest rule. It is. It is. There's a lot of rules you're like, you have to ask yourself, so who is this harming exactly? Why is this rule in here? Just take that out. It doesn't matter. No one's going to try to do this on purpose. No one's gaining an advantage to this. It's like in golf. Remember how once upon a time it was a penalty if you double hit the ball, if you TC chunked it? TC chance. 
And finally, when they did the big rules revisions a couple of years ago, they're like, we should take that out because no one's trying to do that. It's not a right. trick shot. It's it's no good. Right. It's like, let me hit this twice on right. purpose. Yeah, because I'm, I'm perfecting this shot. Watch. Right. I'm going to get up and down all the time once I perfect my double hit. Chip Double shot. hit, exactly. Ridiculous. All right, speaking of golf, last thing. Did you watch any of uh, Tiger and his son Charlie at the PNC? Okay. Dude, his son has got effortless power. Sick power. He was driving the ball past Tiger. Yes. That's what Tiger was saying. He said, and, well, he hits it past me now. Right. And he flew it over the green. It was downwind, but he flew over the green on the 320-yard par four. And At just 14 years old. I know. I said to my boys, I go, I'd like to put a bet down on him winning the Masters someday. It just seems like it's written in the stars. And one of the guys is like, he ain't going to win it. I'm like, why not? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good juniors out there you're not seeing. And, you know, he's only going to have 20 shots to win it, basically, from age 21 to 41 ish, something like that. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, I get all that. But it's Tiger's son. <laughs> like I gotta so he's believe. He's gonna get the best training. Yes. He's gonna get the best nutrition. Yes. He's gonna, How about he's gonna, he's have gonna the get the opportunity to get the best of everything that every other kid that plays golf might not be able to get. Exactly. Maybe one or two other kids out there whose parents got enough money to provide, but they're still not gonna get have access to what Tiger has access to. Right. And not only that, now, but the kid's going to have his dad's his old man's drive. And focus rub off on him. He's going to have his dad's knowledge base of the game and everything else to access. Well, or just, yeah, if not transferred, I mean, he's on his bag. He's he's caddying for him all the time. That's what I mean by transfer. Right. The information, he's going to be able to give him the information. Right. And I said, hey, if Bill Haas, the son of Jay Haas, who was a decent tour player for a little while, can win the FedEx Cup. <laughs> sure, Tiger's kid could win the Masters. So what I want to put some money down on wall- this. What about the run that the Walrus' son had for a little bit? Right. Right, exactly. He had now. a good run on PGA Tour for about three or four years. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I just I watch it, and I'm like, God. Look at this kid swing. Now, there's a lot of kids like that. Duvall's kid has a really good swing, made some good shots right. as well. It was now, kind of a now, cool, kind of a cool event to see uh, the 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 father son and the mother son combo with Annika Sorenstam and her son. Oh, I didn't. Okay, you didn't see that. I didn't see that. I only saw a little bit. Yeah. Of the of of him playing because uh, I've actually played that course. Oh, really? Where is it? In Orlando, the Ritz. Uh, Oh, the yeah, that. That's the one I almost passed out on because I, I, I let me tell you the quick story. About okay. that. So I was there for work and I took my golf clubs. I was like, man, I'm going to go play some golf. I got time to play one round of golf before this conference. Right. So I got there early and I was like, I'm going to walk. I'm going to get a caddy. I'm just going to make this like a great event. So I get there. Well, you go. You're ritzing it up at the Ritz. At the Ritz, 95 degrees. I Were you wearing there. pants? No, I was okay. not. Okay. <laughs> so I had on shorts and and I was prepared. And you know, I work out, so I'm like, I'm in great. It's it's golf. Yeah. I can walk right. if I'm not carrying my bag. Are you kidding me? 
So then I get in there and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go out and play. And I'm walking. I'm taking the caddy. They all look at me. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm in shape. They're like, okay. (laughs) By hole seven, I couldn't even see the ball. I was so dehydrated and almost ready to pass out that the caddy told me, go sit on the curb and I'll go get us a cart. And I agreed. (laughs) I was like, okay, you're right. Man, that Florida, that Central Florida heat, it hits, oh. it hits different, don't it? Oh yes, it does. <laughs> All right. All right, Hatch. All right. Always good to visit with you, my friend. We'll talk soon. Yes. All right. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye. Thanks. So yeah, not only did Annika play with her son, man, her son had one of the great post-round quotes uh, that you could ever hear. Uh, Here is, let me play this for you here. Hold on a second. I just closed out of the window here. Okay, so here here was her son, Will, talking about playing with mom and the whole experience. Um, It's the best week of my year and life I have, and it's so much fun being able to do it with her, and thank you, PNC, for everything. I can see tears in your eyes. I know it was an emotional walk down 18. Was it emotional for you, Annika? It is. Because <laughs> it's so much fun. We have a good time together. And we walked. I mean, obviously, we wanted to do a little better today. Um, but I think just walking together and having a good time. And I was walking pretty fast on 18. He says, slow down, mommy. I want to enjoy this moment. So I think that's kind of what we did all week. They're happy tears, right, Will? Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Slow down. I want to enjoy this moment, Mom. Eh, that is some pretty good stuff right there. Let me end on this. Since I got an email from a listener saying it, whatever, I really like when you do the whole let me in, let me end on this. One more thing. What is the scariest dream you've ever had? I think I just had the scariest dream I've ever had. Happened to me today. What was the dream? It's very simple. And it was very real. It was me driving at the now acceptable insane highway speeds uh, of certain roadways in America, 80, 85 plus, where you don't feel like you're going that fast at all because these cars today are built so well. And you're like looking down and going, holy shit, I'm doing 85. This is the case. And I think this is the dream was partly because I was driving in Wisconsin this past weekend, going back and forth from Lambeau Field all the way down to Milwaukee and back. But, uh, and you can go 85 easily on those highways, up Highway 43 to get there. Um, I'm doing 80, 85 or whatever. I don't know what the speed was. And somehow, out of nowhere, it seemed, was a stopped 18-wheeler in the middle lane of the highway. And I was going just flat out, going to go right into the back of it. And I woke up literally five feet from what would have been surely fatal impact with a fully parked 18-wheeler in the middle of the road. And my heart was 
Now, could this be a message? Could it be a metaphor about something? That this is how I'm living my life and I am cruising for a day of reckoning? I did have my annual physical and uh, the mm, yeah, numbers are not good. So it, I, I got to work on one, two, three things at least. But um, yeah, it was wow. And I woke up like that. And it took me a while to calm the fuck down because it was that real. It was that visceral. Now, is that the universe sending me a message? Is it perhaps because, well, I do have a magnetic mount on my windshield, which holds very securely and nicely my iPad mini with the YouTube TV and the cellular plan and the data and the LGE 4G network to be able to watch games while we're driving back from Lambo. I do I do not take my eyes off the road for more than a split second, which I know you're going to say, well, see, that's all it takes. I, but I haven't had any close calls. Okay, I'm, I know I'm trying to rationalize here. It's either a metaphor for, hey, you're living your life, you're burning the candle, you got to get more sleep, you got to drink a little bit less, you got to eat a lot less, you got to exercise more. This is the your this is the universe telling you. Wake up. It's coming. I think the one other thing that I realized, which probably is maybe the most terrifying part of all this, I had the dream while taking a nap on the couch for about 45 minutes. I had about 45 minutes before I had to go to the airport and fly out of Milwaukee. And I was like, ah, I get 45 minutes. Let me go ahead and just lie down here and see if I can fall asleep. And I remember lying down at 1.33, last that I looked up at the clock. And when I woke up in this heart thumping, holy shit, it was 1.40. So in other words, I was so exhausted, I fell asleep within minutes of lying down. And I began dreaming in such a deep, visceral state that I woke up within seven minutes. I am no sleep expert and not a doctor, but I got to believe that's the most terrifying part of it. So New Year's resolution starting right now, tomorrow, late tomorrow, soon as I can. Get your shit together. That'll be it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We got Charge Jayco is back. He said he has been cleared to podcast. I can't wait to talk to him. And then one more, you are looking live before Christmas with Scott and Sally coming up at the end of the week. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no.
There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.